Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk to you about your options for bringing your pet on a Walt Disney World or Universal vacation. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, really excited to talk to you about this topic, mainly because I think everybody in this room is a huge animal lover. We all love our pets. We all love everybody else's pets. So the fact that you can bring them on a vacation is always cool. You know, if you're a pet lover, nothing better than traveling with your animal. So we're going to get started. Um, the nice thing is that we all have a little bit of a different experience when it comes to this from different perspectives. So we hope we can interject all of that and give you guys some great tips. Um, but we want to start with some cuteness. We want to show you some pictures of our fur babies. There's Samson and Sophie. Samson's the bigger one. Sophie's the little one. That's our boy and girl. Um, we like talk to them about, we'll talk to you about how when we board them at Best Friends, how that goes for us. And Tracy has Finn. Oh, there's Finn. Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. He's the big one. <laughs> He's looking, those are his shoes. Yeah, apparently. those are his shoes. That's <laughs> his suitcase. <laughs> Craig, did you bring a picture? No, I did not okay. because I have never traveled with my pet. Yeah, but you still have one. We wanted uh, to share that. I do. He's black. He's fluffy. He's kind of like Finn. He does if look you a just like shrink Finn. him down. Yep. What's his name? His name is Elvis because he Very is cool. the king of rock and roll. <laughs> he is the king of rock and roll. Right. There you go. There you go. All right. So good. We wanted to share that with you and let you see when you we talk about and refer about it, refer to our pets, you can see what we're talking about. And everybody's seen Abby. Oh, that's true. We're in, recording in the Bob Varley studio, so Abby's somewhere about in the house. So let's talk about getting your pets to on a vacation. So specifically, we're talking about Walt Disney World. We're talking about our specific experiences. So we don't have experiences with things bringing like exotic animals. I know sometimes people travel with iguanas and things. We've never done that. And therapy peacocks. Therapy peacocks. <laughs> they were not allowed on the plane. So again, from our perspective, dogs mostly, let's uh, delve into it. So Tracy, uh, we talked about this before. Tracy has been here for the winter, has been in Orlando for the winter uh, with her dog, Finn. So part of it is part of that is getting your pet here. You know, you have to somehow get them to the right. place where you want to go. How did you guys come to Orlando with Finn? For us, we drove and it was just because of the length of time we were going to be here. And also, he's a big dog. So on a plane, he's not going to go in the cabin with me. Right. He's going to have to be down below, and that's just not going to happen. Um, you would have to tranquilize me. Like, I literally, I could not deal with my dog being down there, and I don't think he could either. It's a little bit of an anxious dog. He does not love the car. Um, he never, he doesn't fight us to get in it, but you know when he's back there, he doesn't love it. Yeah. I can tell you about the whole flying thing. Now, we've flown where other people have dogs, and it's always great to have a dog in the cabin with you, but... Um, one of the other things is we talk about taking our dogs to places like Hawaii mm -hmm. and there's like quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no way. Right. I, don't, I don't know what I would do if I had to quarantine the dog. I would lose my mind. The people on the planes are not usually willing to let you hold their dogs while you fly. I know. I know. How much you beg? Isn't it, is there anything like I, 
Chris and I will text each other. We're taking a flight without each other. There's a dog on my plane. And it's just, it's like instantly. Ah, you know nothing bad is going to happen to your flight. No, right? nothing can happen. You've never yeah. seen a disaster flight movie with a dog in it. That is true. <laughs> Only uh, good things can there's happen. There's been apocalypse movies with dogs in it, but that's different. <laughs> but and totally when we watch different. those movies, John spends the entire movie going, nothing bad better happen to that dog. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. Oh, God. If something happens to that dog, this movie's right. over. This movie's over. I don't care what happens to people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you have the option of flying and you yeah. can, you know, people will. And for our dog, we had to get medication. Um, yeah. So the vets prescribed something just to help relax him. We tried it at home before we left to make sure he didn't react to it. Um, also, be very careful about paperwork. You know, you're going to need proof of vaccines at hotels you're going to stay at. You're going to need it. You know, here we talk about best friends. They Good require morning. proof of vaccination um, to cross the border. I needed to have a, you know, a good health certificate from the vet to say that he was healthy. You want to be aware if you are crossing a border, what um, foods are allowed and what aren't allowed. So you definitely have to do some research if you're traveling with a dog. Absolutely. On the road down, there were some hotels. I mean, we'd research in advance hotel chains that did allow dogs. Uh, we had found um, Drury Inns. Um, they accept dogs across the whole brand. And don't. Uh, I think it's $25 extra a night to have them in the La Quinta Inn and Suites. They accept dogs. Residents Inn accept dogs. Uh, now, Residents Inn, we stayed at one of those. They charge an extra $100 a night to have the dog so in the room. So there's an increased fee to yes, stay in the room. There's right. not a security deposit or a clean right. deposit. At the hotels I've stayed at, I haven't had them do an additional deposit. It's been the fee, but I have had to sign a waiver to say if something more serious happens, I'm paying for it. Right. You're going to be responsible for any damage or anything right. like that. The other nice thing about driving down is there's places to stop. Yes. You know, depending on the highway you're on, there's always places where you can yeah. let your dog out. We came down the 75, and all the rest areas had a dog area. area. And some of them were nicer than others. By the time we got to Georgia's not so dog-friendly, so they were a little bit more restrictive. Um, but most of the other states coming down had a beautiful dog area. Some of them had, like, really nice walking areas. Um, and then they had picnic areas set up where you were allowed to have the dog in those areas. There's certain areas you weren't. You can't take them into the buildings and stuff. But I know you say he's not good in the car. Did you think he was sort of disoriented? Did you think he was kind of like, what the heck is going on? Or did I was joked with Chris with that I think he thinks, you know, because Chris had, you know, changed positions throughout the year last year. So he has a little bit more free time now. And that happened. And then all of a sudden we're staying in a different hotel every night. And then we got here. Like I said, Chris, he thinks like you lost your job more on the lamb. <laughs> He thinks we're running from the law from the because law. we're in a different hotel every night. He he was very and he is a very he's a creature of habit. Mom, dear, are you floating checks? Exactly, exactly. And so he was very. It was an adjustment for him. And we've never really traveled with him before. We have a great sitter at home, a pet sitter, who he's never been boarded overnight. He spends time in her house or a family has watched him. So he's never really traveled before. So it was a big experiment all around. Well, I think yeah. our dogs get Sophie gets nervous, but she's never been in a car where. It was a fun experience. Right, exactly. Right. They don't wind up any place fun. She, she goes to the vet, she goes to the groomer, she goes to best friends. It's kind of like those yeah. are her options. But this dog, I mean, he goes to daycare every week. We take him to the dog park all the time. So he has the car almost always ends in somewhere fun. And he still yeah, hasn't figured it out. Anxiety. It's just not his thing. He doesn't I will love say it. This. There's one thing I've learned over the years for sure is that dogs are very, very adaptable. Yes. I always think of this horrible thing. We're going to throw them totally out of whack and out of kilter. And they'll, no, I think for the most part, as long yeah. as you're there, 
they're fine with. And that's exactly. Doing. And now you think of where he's come from those first couple nights in the hotels. Now to the fact that we had brought him to Universal last week and Disney this week to see him now in a hotel room. He's you know, and we walk up to elevators and he just sits in front of them and waits for the door to open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I know what to do here. Really, exactly. And, you know, and so he's just so much more comfortable now. You know, and it's really just, adapt, yeah, you know. it's really opened up a whole new world for him. <laughs> so talk to us about actually booking the rooms. So there, I'm assuming there's some kind of process you have to do beforehand to make sure you get a pet-friendly room. You would think it would be a very clear, concise yeah. process. Check that little box that says I'm bringing yeah, a pet. It's not. Now, with Universal, if you book um, the rooms online or if you book through a travel agent, they do have an option that says when you book it that says I'm bringing a pet. The disconnect is that it doesn't tell you what room types you can bring your pet. It just tells you that if the room type you book doesn't accept pets, they will move you to an acceptable room. So you just kind of leave it in their hands. You've checked that box, and that's kind of their process. With Disney, um, that was it, it was really difficult to try to figure it all out. It is very new to Disney, we have to say that. They've recently just changed the rules where they're starting to allow pets. At this point, it's only four resorts. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later about which resorts are accepting pets. Um, but with them, I ha- really had to struggle to find what room type would accept it. So I called our reservation center. The cast member I spoke to couldn't tell me. She looked it up. She couldn't find it. She had to go to get services and come back to me with the room types. Um, so then I had already booked online. And then once you book, you have to let them know you're bringing the dog. There's nothing to check. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to That's know. Weird. There's nothing to say. These are, you know dog approved rooms there's none of that so it was very disjointed i thought in the process but you do have to let them know in advance it's, the dog is coming so once i had made the reservation i called made sure the room type was okay and had them note that the dog was coming they let me know during that call make sure these are the paper this is the paperwork you need uh, make sure you have it available and they gave me kind of a basic rundown of what to expect because one thing we want people to realize too is it's not like you can have a dog in any room in yeah. a hotel that accepts dogs, <coughs> there's certain areas that have specific rooms that are for pets. Right. Whether that's for other guests' safety, whether it's for other guests' allergies, or whether it's just for the fact that, you know, they want to keep all the pets together. Yeah. You know, so you can't just say, okay, I'm going to go to the Grand Floridian and have right. the presidential suite. Right. And they'll keep you, um, you know, the room location at both resorts was convenient to the the dog relief area they kept us on the first floor with easy access so there's things that they're putting in place as well to make your stay easier with your pet now the exception would be um if you're bringing service dogs or therapy dogs because they what we're talking about here is bringing our pet right we're not talking about bringing our working dog we should make sure that that's clear we're talking specifically that has a a whole different set of rules and for the most part um they have a lot more freedom of movement um, than, you know, us bringing just our family pet. All right. So I'll start with Universal. Um, one of the things that folks may or may not know is Universal has been doing, allowing pets in their hotels for a very long time, since pretty much the beginning. Yeah, because their hotels were Lowe's, are Lowe's hotels. Right. And Lowe's hotels and resorts, chain-wide, have always allowed dogs. Right. So Where- the... But yeah. Disney is just, I just wanted to make the point that Disney is kind of new to this. Right. So there's going to be a difference between bringing a pet to Universal as a bring, yes. bring to Disney because of experience that they have. So um, 
What hotel did you book for Universal? We stayed at Sapphire Falls. Um, Cabana Bay is not a Lowe's hotel. So pets are not uh, allowed to stay at Cabana Bay. That Sorry, just have to say, it is a Lowe's hotel, but oh, it's not branded because okay. it's a value hotel, the gotcha. prime value, and, and Lowe's want doesn't brand. want their gotcha. branding on it. But it's still, everything's still run by Lowe's. Okay. It's, it's a Lowe's hotel. It's just below their normal level, so that's why it's not on there, and no prime value hotels on Universal property will ever allow pets because of that right there you go they're jerks yeah (laughs) (laughs) because being in a family suite at cabana would be convenient for sure right yeah so sapphire falls royal pacific um hard rock and portofino all allow dogs i have to say we've stayed at universal a lot and we stayed there several times before they we even knew they allowed dogs oh see we knew from the beginning and it just never hit my radar and when i first started staying there i didn't have a dog so it wasn't it was just a whole world when that I wasn't involved in. you first started staying there, you said you would never, ever, ever, ever own a dog. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we're going to get into that, Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I'll fully admit it. You Tracy should didn't understand why people would bring their dogs on vacation. Or own a dog. Or perhaps. own a dog. Or, or if you know, food. Right. Or... And your dog got sick and it cost you $1,000. It'd be like, what? Like, just go buy a new dog. <laughs> right? And now I have to tell you, <laughs> yeah, he got sick one weekend. And I had actually said to Chris, like, do you think we can sell the house on the weekend? Like, like how can we get a second mortgage? Like, you know, there's no amount of, you know, so I've done a complete. How many dogs? Absolutely. So I have to buy for spare port, for pair parts. Right. Dark like, I mean, when we, before we got the dog, this was Chris's thing. And I had said, you know, he is not allowed on the furniture. He is not allowed on the bed. I am not doing this. I am not doing that. There was a whole list of rules. And by day two, it was like, oh, come sleep with mommy. Exactly right. Oh, <laughs> it all went out the window. Yeah, I told, fell completely in love. And I also think, too, that what's funny is I think once you become a dog owner or you're someone who likes pets, you notice them more. You do. I mean, I think everywhere we go, we notice our dogs are around. I know the name of every dog in our neighborhood I have no idea what their owner's names are who is that oh that's the one who has Joey down the street it's true I went from being Ben's mom to being Finn's mom (laughs) you know are you Finn's mom (laughs) yeah All right. so tell us about arrival at at Universal arrival at the hotel it was very easy at Universal excuse me Um, it was very um, right from the point we walked up to the to the front doors everybody was very welcoming and oh you brought your baby and come on in and check in and and finn was just loving it he he was just like what is this and so we walked up we we checked in they gave us this beautiful welcome bag um that was branded with low stuff and the mat is actually a really neat mat that rolls up and is reusable uh so we're going to use it when we're road tripping they gave us some treats um what of this was this all stuff you could keep yes this is ours to keep. wow yeah that's pretty because i mean that's yeah, this was our steel bowls. And stuff. I think anyway, I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check your bill? <laughs> extra cost. Yeah, there's a little dog tag that says Lowe's on it. Oh, the bowls really you can't really tell from the picture, but they both say Lowe's Resorts. Um, you know, even the poop. Imagine bags if your dog was named Lowe's. And that you would thought, be awesome. Wow, how did they know that? Yeah, um, it took a couple bags of dog treats that were included in there, and again, a piece of paper, you know, with the rules and with the, you know, some of the guidelines and stuff like that. So. We're a really welcoming experience. You could tell they had done this before, the person checking us in. I apologize. Did you say how much additional cost it was? This uh, at Universal, it's $50 a night. Okay. And they cap it at $150 for your stay. All right. So really on par, you know, I talked about what some of the on-the-road hotels were charging. I think it's really kind of on par. Um, 
those at the Universal Hotels. Um, so first of all, they give us the room. It's in a certain section, as you had talked about. We were on the first floor, really easy access to the pet relief area. Oh. So the first thing we did was we came in the room to check it out. And, you know, Finn has to go on all around. He has to check out the room. And I had heard that they had a doggy room service menu, and they do. They have a dog room service menu. You can order entrees for your dog. I didn't do it. I wanted to do it really bad. Oh, man, I <laughs> but so I didn't do. It. I know, but he's kind of he's on kind of a spe- he's yeah, sensitive diet, and I have to be a little bit careful with what he eats, and so I didn't do it. But I mean, it was like. I can't, what, say, I can't say it, Craig. Read some of the uh, options. Well, I'll start with the the very first one. In what world does a dog need Voss water instead of just <laughs> oh, normal tap Oh, water? you poor thing. In my world. I say, our dogs only drink bottled water. Oh, mine too. It's not Voss water, but it's only it's bottled. It's only bottled. Yeah, it does not. But okay. that's because we get notes from the town that sometimes you shouldn't shower in the water. Right, our water's <laughs> not exactly healthy. But yeah, I mean, our, our yeah. pets get bottled water. Yeah. And so you can see at the top there, you can order beverages for your pet. And uh, How much is the Voss water for dogs? Is it more than human it Voss water? It is five for a small and seven for a large. Wow. So pretty expensive. Bowl of milk, $4. Uh, chunky items, dry food, five dollars. Bow Wow beef, ten. Chicken puppy bites, ten. Great vegetable feast, and there's like three R's in there, so I'm just not doing that for fun. That's also ten dollars, <laughs> and then they have a couple cat food options: uh, canned and dry food. They for have $5. food made out of cats. That's not appropriate. <laughs> that is not all right. <laughs> That is not okay. That's really cool. I wish you would have done it. I would love to have seen a picture. Yeah, I wanted to see the whole, like, the way it was delivered yeah. and stuff. But the, little, the little cart. The yeah, tiny, exactly. smaller cart that they fold yeah. out. With a bib for him. That's cool. So what else? Tell us someone else. I'm so, so excited. It was what I really liked about low, about the Sapphire, especially, you know, it has the big lobby area. He was welcome in the lobby. He was welcome. And because I asked when we checked in, where can we not take him? We don't want to break any rules. Um, and, oh, Pretty much anywhere. You don't want we don't want him in the food service area. He's not allowed in the pool area. He's not allowed in the pool. You know, so mm-hmm. basic stuff like that. Um, but we were allowed. They have a beautiful lobby there for you to sit. So we decided for dinner. Um, and I have to say this: you can let leave your dog in the room. They have rules about that. If your dog's making noise, they'll contact you, and you'll have to move him. We wouldn't leave him in the room. Yeah, he's. He would be anxious. We would be anxious. He would probably bark. He would be disruptive, and he would be. He would be uncomfortable. He would be nervous. We wouldn't leave him in the room. But someone who's going to but there to go to the parks would exactly. leave Exactly. Yeah. And somebody, there, I think there are other dogs that are way better being left alone than he is. Is there a so, thing, way for you to indicate there's a dog in the room? Yeah, they had um, a thing for the door as well to let, to let them know that there was a dog in the room. I think our dogs are probably the least likely to be left alone. We were at home all the time. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, the same thing with us. We, I work from home. He's rarely alone, and he doesn't do alone well, and especially in a strange place. So we knew that coming in. Um, so we were thinking, okay, now what for dinner? We looked at room service, thought about ordering, and thought, no, well, let's let's go. So we decided to walk over to Cabana Bay. One of us stayed outside with him. The other went in and got food and brought it back because in the lobby of Sapphire Falls, they have tables and chairs, and it's really kind of a nice gathering area. So we sat there and had dinner with him. He sat with us. At one point, there was a lineup of people wanting to pet him. Mm-hmm. First of all, everybody thought he was a service dog, and I thought he'd be the world's worst service dog because <laughs> he just like there. Is wants. that because how Chris behaves? Maybe I think that's what it is. I think that's Chris was acting out. <laughs> um, a therapy dog. And I Chris. actually, you know, what's funny? I actually think it was the bald head <laughs> because everybody knows bald people need service dogs. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, 
so he loved it. He got lots of attention. And, like, literally there was a line of people, can I pet your dog? Can I talk to your dog? Can I look at your dog? Um, and a lot of people didn't know that they accepted dogs. So it was great. And, you know, we were able to have dinner. We were able to be out with them. They have a great pet relief area there. It was really close to where our room was. Um, as long as you're talking about dining out with your dogs, I'm just going to jump in. We were at Celebration Town mm-hmm. Tavern the other night, and they have a... a, a Doggy patio. They do. Where you can bring your dog to Celebration Town Tavern. You I think do I have, have a to picture of that, don't we, Craig? It's not out of the order, that. Sorry, Craig. Um, Kevin jumped ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. But there are, there's actually quite a few places there in Orlando is. where you can we bring enjoyed, your pet. We enjoyed dinner on the doggy patio at Celebration. Um, we did this when we were down for the week camping. And we brought, because we knew we could bring them there, so we went on Friday for Lobster Chowder Day. And uh, they were great. You know, we just, we sat on the patio. They brought him a bowl of water. Um, He just, you know, he sat down at our feet. He was great. So you're right. And we also had done some research. There are other restaurants in the area that do have patios. Orlando is actually a very dog-friendly area. There's a lot of dog parks in the area. So we had done some research, and we could have taken him off-site to... A restaurant that would allow, allow the day that we were at Universal, it was raining. So yeah, a, a good rule of thumb with dogs in restaurants around Orlando. If it's a chain restaurant, like Olive Garden, Chili's, you know, all of them, don't expect to bring your dog. But if it's an actual local establishment, you're more than fine. So. As long as they have an outdoor patio, right? Base. It's Florida. Everything has an outdoor. Yeah, patio. that's true. That's true. Um, but anyways, so let's go back to uh, talk about the rest area there or the the place where he could relieve himself. It was a really nice big area. It was grassy. You could walk them. Um, they had um, cans and bags there so you could, you know, clean up after them. And it was really well done and really well kept. Um, we didn't see any dog mess anywhere. Um, you know, we only really came across a couple other dogs while we were there. Um, but it was really well done, I thought. They... It was an area that was added here with thought. It wasn't an afterthought. And I think with Disney changing the rules yeah, and finding sort of an area, it's a little bit of an afterthought. Yeah. But here it was um, it was pur- purposeful. My experience with uh, Universal Hotels is at one point we brought Figaro. We had a cat, mm-hmm. Figaro, and Figaro stayed. And, I mean, of course, he didn't have to go outside or anything, but everything was great. Yeah. You know? We also had the experience that we were there for training one day and a hurricane was coming. We're going to talk about that on another show. But you want to talk about the dogs? No. <laughs> you know, I was like, there were, it, I was, thought this was going to be part of the conversation. Um, we were there for training. A hurricane was coming. And it was amazing because they do accept pets. Yeah. The lobby was full of people I know. with dogs and cats and birds. We saw mm-hmm. people with two giant yep. cages. So the Lowe's hotels are very accommodating and even more accommodating when there's um, bad weather coming. I believe yeah. at that time it was sort of a, it, there were no restrictions on the rooms. They yeah. opened up a lot more I think rooms they just had to. And people were inside more. I'm guessing after that, the whole place got a deep cleaning. I would assume because, so too. Um, Let's talk about that. When you got there, did the room smell like I there was a dog When we walked in into it? this room, this was the cleanest I ever felt a hotel room was. Well. Ever. Um, and you know that's a thing for me. Um, so when I walked in, 
the cleaning chemicals were almost a little bit too strong, but you could tell this room had a deep clean. The carpet was still damp. I think it was just clean before we had to wait for the room to be ready. Um, they said housekeeping was in there. The room was extremely clean. Um, assuming that where we were, I know pets have been in that room before. There was zero evidence of that. Wow. Zero evidence. It's impressive. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, you know, really well done. And it helps too. There's no carpeting on the floor in those rooms. Um, so they were bare floor. So I think a carpeted floor, I'm sorry, I lied. Most of the, most of the floor was carpet. It was the front entrance that was tile. And look at me saying there's no carpet as he's standing. <laughs> carpet. Saying I, wasn't I know I was confused because the first half of the room is all tile. Um, but yeah, the, the carpet itself had been cleaned that there was tile that was, there was just no evidence that I had dog. There was a sofa in the room and a chair in the room and there was no odor from them. And I, we kind of made a point of checking and there was nothing. Now, uh, we have a dog, a young man who, if he smelled another dog in the room, he might try to cover up that smell. Did Finn sniff all the furniture and he think there was something else? If, there? if he had, if there was evidence of another dog in the room, he would have sniffed around cause he does that. He wouldn't have gone in there, but he would have sniffed like there was a dog here before and he didn't do any of that. Wow. That's impressive. Could yeah. Finn train Sam? Exactly. We're going to bring <laughs> Finn over to talk to Sam a little bit. Yeah. So. All right. So anything else on Universal? No, I think that's it. I think it was just, it was a neat experience. I mean, one thing about Universal, they don't have a best friends like Disney does. So for us, we couldn't stay at Universal and go to the parks mm-hmm. because we wouldn't leave them in the room. They do have a kennel over there. I wouldn't use it. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it's at the parking garage. They have an area. Um, it's outdoor. I think they have ceiling fans, but to me in Florida, no, it, that's too hot I know people have used it. I know lots of people use it often. For me, with my dog, I mm-hmm. wouldn't use it. I and agree. the fact that, and you have to go there and re- let them out like throughout the day. So to me, it's not staffed well enough. Mm-hmm. It's not where I would send my dog for the day. Um, so for us, um, but I did, they did give us a paper when we checked in that told us where we could find local vets, emergency hospitals, um, phone numbers for pet sitters. They did mention the kennel. They did mention best friends over at Disney on this paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we were coming for a trip, I think I would try to hire a pet sitter that would spend the day with him. If not here, say, somewhere for him to go for the day. Because one of the things to keep in mind too is that the area where Universal is is much more residential. It is. So you're more likely to find right. those services yeah. where you can even board them for the day. Yes. It would just take some research. Exactly. It's not as easy yep. as Disney where it's right That's right. Way. And for us, um, but as far as the hotel experience, taking him there and being able to to grab food and eat, we never felt like there was nowhere for us to be. We only had to be in the room. Um, I would, without hesitation, stay there with him again. And I understand that Lowe's has been doing this for a long time. So I don't, I think they have a policy of not putting non pet owners in the pet rooms. I think they do. I yeah. agree with that. In general, there's this yes. area where there's rooms, there's a block of rooms that are just for pets, and they tend to. And it's usually the first floor rooms. The first floor room off I of the relief area. I think an exception, and I don't know if we've mentioned this already, but we're talking about pets. We're not talking about working dogs here. Right. Um, but I think if you're bringing a what's classified as a service dog, those could be staying anywhere. Right, those, those are run don't of the get hotel. The, those are run of the hotel. So if you are somebody with allergies concerned that there was a dog in your room, you need to ask for a pet-free room as a request prior to showing up. 
you know, you can make those requests when you make a reservation. If you, you make it with a travel agent, travel agent can make those requests for you. And that's true for Universal or Disney. And any hotel you stay at, it's very possible there was a dog in your room. Just because these resorts have dog policies doesn't mean if you avoid these resorts, you're never going to encounter dogs in your room. Mm-hmm. All hotels have to allow service animals. Yeah. So you may come across that a dog has been in your room. And I also learned that some companies use dogs for security so they could be in the room. Uh, there's bed bug hunting dogs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you have allergies, you want to be proactive with making sure you're in a non-pet room. Excellent. Or at least a room that has a deep cleaning. So let's move on to Disney. Okay. Um, you've made the reservation. We said they had a problem. They didn't really have a simple way to do it. Right. So I couldn't find anything online when I was making the reservation to tell me where, um, what room type he could be in. I knew the four resorts. So the Port Orleans Riverside, the Yacht Club, Art of Animation, and um, the campground now cabins and campsites. So I knew that. But outside of that, I didn't know what room type I could book. So I called to find out, and the cast member I spoke to didn't know. Um, and in fact, instead of trying to answer me, said, well, you can just book any room type. If you get there and it's not the right room type, then they'll have to move you. And I said, well, what if they don't have a room? Then you can't stay here. It was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, I'm talking to reservations, not the resort. I think the resorts have a good handle on this. I think they know their pet-friendly rooms. I think they know who's coming and going and how they're taking care of that. I think the disconnect is happening at reservations. So don't let that worry you. Yeah, but I still have a problem with the fact that what happens if they're all booked? Right. I mean, yeah. possibly you could go to another resort, right. but I still think that that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, because if I showed up and they said, your dog can't stay here, but we have best friends, even if they were going to pay for it, my dog is not staying at best friends overnight. Yeah. That's not something we do. So that wouldn't have been an option for us. It doesn't make you a better person. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, just makes me, it just makes me with a more anxious dog. Stop judging. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a more anxious mother. (laughs) Um, But the thing is this, it took a lot to find out. So I called, they went to get services. I need to know the room types for each resort. And I wanted to know for this purpose as well. So what I found out was at Riverside, they told me standard and garden view rooms. At Yacht Club, they told me, again, standard and garden view, although I have heard of people being told Lagoon is also acceptable, and I've heard of people being told they can even bring their dogs to club level. The paperwork I signed at Disney said dogs are not allowed in club-level lounges, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the rooms. I'm not sure. I think it's still very fluid. At um, Art of Animation, there are a lot of the Little Mermaid rooms and the Cars family suites. And at the campground, as I said, cabins and campsites now are all dog-friendly. So you've shown up. you got fame. Yeah, and when I made the reservation, just to say, once I knew the room type, I booked it. Uh, you then have to call Disney and let them know you're bringing the dog. They need to know that. So for me, I made it through reservations. I told them um, if you made it directly with Disney, you'll just call Disney and tell them that you're bringing a dog. They let me know that I needed to bring the vac- vaccination papers with me and just some information I needed. Let's just say across the board that if you're traveling with your dog, all of that information should you be with you. Have. Yeah, yeah if, you. You're, if you are traveling anywhere with your dog, there are a number of reasons why you could need it and you should have it with you and probably have a couple copies of it just in case. What resort did you stay in at Disney? We stayed at the Port Orleans Riverside. Okay. So you show up, you're in the lobby. Yep. It's wonderful. Everybody from Disney comes out and it's so exciting. I thought, you know, I thought, oh my God, everybody's going to be so happy. No. Nobody really acknowledged him. Like nobody acknowledged that I was coming with the dog as I was walking by cast members. Nobody, oh, hi, puppy. Or 
nothing. Like nobody acknowledged that he was there. And even when I was waiting to check in, the girl that checked me in, she's like, Oh, I never checked in a dog before. So she had to go ask somebody else. Um, there wasn't, there wasn't the warm and fuzzies. And I know this is weird. Some people are going to think this is weird, but as dog owners and dog lovers, you want somebody to pay attention to make a little bit of a fuss over your dog. At least pay attention, at least acknowledge the fact that there's a dog there because I'm coming in. I don't know exactly what to do with him. Right. And I want to, and I know I had heard you, some people say prior that you, they're not allowed in public spaces. And I'm thinking, well, i got to get to the lobby. Yeah. I have to check in. Um, so I just was kind of waiting for some guidance as well. And there was none of that. So once we checked in, um, another lady who had done it was helpful. And she helped the girl. She went and got um, a little gift pack. Disney has a gift pack as well. So she went and picked that. And she actually brought it over to where Chris was with Finn and gave it to Finn. So she was the first person to acknowledge the dog was there um, and she was very nice and you let's know. go back to that gift pack let's see what you got so with this gift pack um, as you can see it's exactly what you're looking at here very nondescript it was a plain yellow reusable bag there was two food bowls that were not labeled in any way they're just plain silver bowls um, a bag of you know the poop bags didn't have any branding on them the the red thing in the front that's a bandana with bones on it no disney branding the blue thing is a bone. There was a mat underneath that was kind of like a papery, plasticky thing. Definitely not reusable like the Lowe's ones. Um, and then there was that training pad. And I thought, that's just a bad idea. You're encouraging dogs to go in the room, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's, and I know some people use them for their small dogs. Um, but just, but if, if your dog knows that that's how they go, they, you would travel with that. Right. What seems so weird to me is you can go down to like the, the gift shop in the lobby yeah. and find dog branded merchandise pluto right my groomer gives him a bandana with mickey on it well i can understand them not giving away the branded stuff they're selling selling. but there's yeah they should have the word disney on it somewhere yeah i mean something should tell you that the bag should you know you could use a disney bag right Right. exactly i can understand them not branding poop bags i you know that might not be where they want their name i would think that for for what disney would pay for something in bulk it would cost them less than to just to get a plain silver ball. They might change that. Yeah. You know, even if they had it, went through some effort to put like Mickey stickers on the bag or something. Yeah. Um, it was very nondescript. And it was disappointing to me. And again, it's one of those silly things because I was so excited to bring my dog to Disney. Like so excited to bring him here. And we had done, uh, we've done the campsites as well. So this was the resort. Um, when we checked in at the campsites, there was no gift. We did. They didn't give us that welcome bag. We didn't get that at all. Um, but you know, we were able to when we were at the Riverside. They put us. We were way out in a building near a pet relief area, and there were other dogs in that area. We did see more dogs at Disney than we saw at Universal. Um, so there was a few more there. Um, we decided that you know we needed to have dinner, and this was part of it for us. Okay, what do we do? You're here with the dog now. What can you do? So I had asked the question as well, where can he be, where he can't be? And he wasn't allowed, it's basically the same kind of nowhere around food. He's not allowed in the pool areas, but they have really nice walkways at the riverside. So we walked down to where the food court area is. And I couldn't recall, I thought maybe there were tables outside there, but there weren't. So we got there and there was no, there wasn't an option for us to eat. So Finn and I sat outside, Chris went in and got us food and we brought it back to the room and we had to sit in the room and eat. There was no... There were no outdoor tables to eat. There is no lobby there. 
with tables. I mean, mm-hmm. the food court has tables, but I think it was pretty clear that he couldn't oh, even food court. Yeah. Are the dogs allowed on transport Disney transportation? They're only allowed in the Mag- my Dis- or my Disney experience in the Magical Express and in the minivans. They're not allowed on Disney buses or friendship boats or anything like that. Um, now, obviously, Again, a working dog would be different. Dogs, yes, right? um, and they're only allowed in the minivans and on um, Magical Express if they're in a carrier. So obviously for a dog like Finn, that's not an option. I'm not, I can't carry him. Um, So so. what was the cleanliness of the room like? It was clean. Um, There was no, zero dog odor. He didn't sniff around like there had been a dog there before. Um, So I think his nose is probably better than mine when it comes to that. It was, it didn't feel as clean as the universal room, but the universal room of Sapphire is also a cleaner room. You know, just the layout of it, the design, mm-hmm. um, having half of the floor be tile instead of carpet. Um, this was, the Riverside hasn't had any renovations yet, so it's a fully carpeted room. Um, but I have a question. I know that there is some consternation over the fact that now Disney's going to enter your room every day. Was that an issue with the dog? It wasn't because they give us um, they give you a placard in the bag to put on the door so that they don't enter the room when the dog is in there. So I had to be there. Now, we were only there for one night, so we didn't come across the security check. Um, housekeeping won't come in the room if the dog is there and we're not. So this, this placard that you put on the room lets them know that there's a dog in there, and you put it on the room when the dog's in there alone. Oh, okay. Um, so if... We didn't have that on the room, and they knocked on the door. We would say, there's a dog in here. They, want, they won't come in the room unless we create the dog. They actually said on the paper I signed that, he had, that we had to have some way of a carrier or something to put him in Just if it was necessary. Universal. Just as needed. Wow, that's interesting. So did you? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Nothing told me that before I got there, and it was on the one paper I signed. They had given me another paper in that bag that didn't mention it. Um, so I didn't, but I would have had him leashed if somebody came in the room or I would have left the room with them. Um, I guess we don't know, you know, personally, we don't know how they're handling this thing where they have to check the rooms every day. So maybe if someone out there knows they can, maybe in our comment section, let us know what they're doing. I would assume that somehow they've got a way of doing this because they can't just go in and open the door and have the dog run out. And they wouldn't. And they would, I don't think they would either for their safety. I think that's, they're worried about the cast member. Dogs like strangers. Right. Um, so, and again, you know, we wouldn't leave him in the room here. So when we were at, um, we, this was just a one night because I wanted to see the check-in process and what was happening at an actual resort. We had spent a week at the campground with him. Um, we talked about that on another show. And um, when we had him at the campground, we, the campground has a huge dog park. Um, mm. They... You know, you can walk with him. You can take him to the dog park. We can take him off the leash, and he just runs around. And there was all like there was other dogs for there for him there to play with. They had how is that fenced in? Is that yeah? It's a it's a wired fence all okay, around. It doesn't look like that it, yeah. there, um, but it was it was fully fenced in. Um, and there's a double like double gates with latches for you to get in and out. Where you come in one gate, close it, and then so the dogs can because when you come in a dog park, all the dogs are coming to greet you. Right. So. Um, they had fresh water flowing in in dishes around the dog park. Um, they had bags there and garbage. It, it was really, really well done, and it was a massive park. Like the picture that, that was um, huge. Yeah, yeah. That's only a that's only ha- not even half of it. Um, and so Finn loved. He got in there and he was just a running and with the other dogs. So we took him there every day at the campground. There's lots of great places to walk with him um, because you're at the campground. 
eating was a little easier. He's not allowed. Um, there's the area of the campground where you get to where the restaurants are yes, yeah. and the shop. He's not allowed past the like the gate of that. Like he's not allowed in that area at all. Down around the marina or the beach, dogs are not allowed down there. Okay. Um, so a little bit more restrictive to that, but there's so many other areas where he could be. So it just made all the difference to us. And then when we were at, um, when we were going to the parks, we brought him over to Best Friends. So Best Friends has a program where you can bring the dog just for the day. Mm-hmm. And they let's, open... Let's wait on Best Friends. Okay. I want to finish up on the resorts. And actually what I think we're going to do, we're going to uh, make this a two-parter. Okay. Because this is going longer than I thought. So let's finish up on taking the dogs to the resorts and then we'll make part two about best friends and daycare and overnight. So um, what I wanted to ask you is, did you have any experience with the cabin at all at Fort Wilderness? I did not. Okay. We were at a campsite. Did you do any research as to cost or anything for that? It's still just the $50 Just a night. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know what? I have to double check. I'm not 100% sure, but I did. Yes, the cabins are going to charge 50, I believe, because they have to be cleaned. The campsites charged $5 extra a night. Okay. So the campsite, um, but the cabin would charge 50 because now they've got to clean the space. I have a weird question. Do you think that's per pet, per dog? No, I don't think, think so. think that's somewhere? Okay. Yeah. It was just the, it was a per night charge on the room and you're allowed two dogs there. So, um, and I think across Disney, that's the rule, two okay, dogs. Okay, so, so going to, on that note, we talked about um, how there's some sort of consternation from folks who are not pet owners and staying mm-hmm. at a Disney resort. I do want to say, though, I was reading a thread on the Diz boards, and someone stayed at the campsites, and they said the person next door had nine corgis. Yeah. That was Rhino. No, someone said, <laughs> someone said it was the queen. The queen showed up in her RV. Yeah. Well, there's a joke there to be made, but we'll exactly. move on. I think the campsites have different rules to the number of dogs because okay. you're in your own unit. Um, I don't believe nine would be allowed. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't know without knowing exactly, like looking up that rule. But, you know, I also read some things on the boards about the campsite. There being dog waste everywhere and, you know, dogs poop everywhere and people. We did not experience that at all. We were there for a week um, at the dog park um, when we were walking on the trails. We never came across dog mess that wasn't picked up. And there we came across a lot of dogs. Even Universal, even... Even Universal, even Disney. um, We didn't come across it. Not to say it's, I mean... There's going to be dog owners that don't pick it up. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, but it wasn't like some people talk that it's there's just dog crap everywhere, and that just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. We did not experience that in any of our stays. And like I said, there's a couple of threads on the Diz boards where people are concerned. I'm allergic. My child's afraid of dogs. And I have to tell you, 99% of the responses are, I don't know that there's dogs staying at Disney. Right. That they've been there. They may be staying in those areas that are near where the dogs stay, where those those specific rooms are. They say they can't hear anything. They don't see dogs like you said. You went, you didn't see yeah. any dogs at Universal. So I think that for the most part, the resorts are doing a good job. The outcry over them. this was like nothing I, I yeah. did not expect. This was like... This was like reusable mug level. Like this was <laughs> this was like crazy town. Um, and pool hopping. And pool hopping. I couldn't believe the outrage. And I have to tell you, my first thought was, oh my God, I'm taking my dog to Disney and it's not going to be at a campsite. And then I sat back and I thought about it and I thought, no, probably not. It's probably not going to work out the way I think it is. We start to think of the logistics of were it. You, were you concerned more about like people being mad at you for having no, a dog? No, I was just thinking, I knew I wouldn't leave him in the room all day. Yeah. I want to go to the parks. Um, by the time, so for me to take my dog, like when we were at the campsite, for example, 
Um, we'll talk about best friends later, but I paid for him to be there all day. I paid $5 a night for him to be at the campsite. If I was at Riverside paying $50 a night, and Riverside doesn't cap, or Disney doesn't cap it like Universal does. It's $50 Gosh, a night. Damn. So if I'm paying $50 it's a night expensive. for him to be there, then I have to pay money for him to be somewhere during the day so I can be at the parks. It starts to not make financial sense. And really, is it the best thing for the dog to, you know, to be hanging out in a hotel room? However... For some people, it for is. For dog owners, yep, you know, absolutely. there's almost no, the sky's the limit for dog owners. Yep. They will pay anything if they think their dogs are comfortable and happy. Yep. So I think that for most part, people would say, who cares? It's $50 a night. I have to tell you, I, I get the whole allergy thing. There were some people who just, dogs have no business at Disney. I don't come to Disney to see dogs. There's lots of things I don't come to Disney to see, but I have to see them. Hmm. You know, I don't come to Disney to deal with cheerleaders jumping all over me, but I have to. <laughs> I don't come to Disney they to, have their own section. to see your, you know, to have your kids screaming and yelling and jumping all over the furniture, but it happens. These are the 1%. You know, you're going to get some dog owners who are maybe a little bit more irresponsible or some dogs that maybe aren't as social as others. This is the 1%. Don't just assume that dogs are just running wild and it's like 101 Dalmatians running right. through the hotel lobby. I would love that. That would be awesome, <laughs> all right? So just like, I just kind of wanted to say when this was all happening, just and I had to tell a couple of our agents this, you need to calm down and step back. Yeah. Like, just relax. Let's see what's happening here. Now, there, is there going to be some negative? I'm sure something is going to happen. As I said, not all dogs are equal. Not all dog owners are equal. But for the most part, it's a non-issue. And I've been I watching agree. the threads on the boards. Give us your report. And as you said, the majority of it is, I didn't even see a dog. Right. Well, or, I think it's, and I don't mean to equate dogs to children, but most children are great. Yes. They're, you know, they're right. having a good time. And well, then there's the one having the meltdown in the lobby. So right. you don't judge all children by the one having the meltdown. So right. I right. think that's a and fair equation. As far as allergies go, I know we mentioned this earlier. You have no way of knowing in any hotel room if a dog has not been in your room with emotional support dogs and uh, service dogs. And we are not going to get into that issue. Um, I think there's, you know, there's a problem in that area right now with people, you know, every dog saying they need a dog for support. Right. Like I got to tell you, nothing makes me happier in the world than my dog being with me. That doesn't make him my emotional support dog. So that's my line. I know there's a need and there's people who need them. I think it's an area where it's not very regulated. So there's room for abuse. But you can't assume that all people are abusing it because it's really not fair to those who aren't. Um, I would say the same thing is true over the people who complain that people are using scooters who don't need them. Right. Yeah. There are going to be people who abuse the system. The yeah. majority don't. Yeah. yeah, I think we have to err on the side of the person needs it. But going to the specific fact of... Allergies. Yes. If you have dog allergies, something to note on your reservation, right. something to say to the reservationist, something to say to your travel agent. And even I'm, more than the reservationist, say it at the front desk. And again, I say at the front desk. Yes. Right. And you also have to be aware that you can't say, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to stay at the Riverside now because they take dogs. I'm going to stay at the French Quarter. You still, if you have an allergy that severe, you still need to note right. it because there could have been a service animal. There could have been the bed bug searching dog in your room before you got there. Um, you can come across dogs in line at Disney World now. Yep. You know, so, you know, the, the whole argument, well, my kids are afraid of dogs. Your, your child is no more likely to encounter a dog at Disney because of this new rule right. than they were before. There's no, again, reading this thread, there's no additional noise. There's no additional mess. 
Right. There's no additional smell. It's just right. And I've seen people say, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to see a dog. I don't want to. You know, people's dogs walking up to me. My dog is on. You know, you've seen some of the pictures. He's on a gentle lead leash, mm-hmm. so he's got like. Four feet, you know, he's got it kind of wraps around his nose just to kind of keep him focused and walking. My dog is not approaching you. I'm also going to say it from a dog owner standpoint. We don't necessarily want everyone coming up and touching our dogs anyway. Exactly. There's a great deal of, you know, oh, people just assume it's okay to manhandle your dog. You You should always ask. They should always ask and see if it's okay to approach your dog because you don't know how far. I have two cute dogs and one will lick you from here to the end of the week. Yeah. And the other one might nip at you because she doesn't like people. Yeah. Right. So anything else you want to add about staying at Disney, either of those resorts? I think just be aware, be honest with yourself why you really want this. <laughs> you know, I wanted it because Disney is my favorite place in the world and my dog is my favorite person in the world. So for to bring those two things together, sounded like, yeah, and Finn and Ben know it, so ben, it doesn't matter. Ben and Chris now have <laughs> yeah, emotional support Chris, dogs. Yeah. Ben and Chris <laughs> totally know this. They know where they're, they know their ranking. It's like Finn, Ben, Chris. Finn and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I did, see? <laughs> Poor Ben. So, I mean, he, it's, they it's the running joke. They dropped down on the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the running joke. Everybody knows it. But the idea of bringing those two things together, when I started to plan to think about the logistics of what's realistic for my dog and our situation, um, I don't know that bringing Finn to Disney for the week is the best thing for Finn. And so I think that's part of it. And I think that's what non-dog owners underestimated. The majority of dog owners aren't going to want to do this. Like they're not, they've already got something set up for their dogs. I'm going to also point one other thing out too. I know this is going to sound a little weird, but for some of us, being on vacation is also being away from the daily responsibilities of owning sure. a pet. Yeah. Owning a pet can, is yeah. a, a work, is a job. It is. And there are things you have to do to make sure right. they're safe and healthy. And sometimes, however you've made that happen, it's sometimes nice to be separated from that for a week. Yep. Because it's still, you still have those duties with you. All right. Just something simple like trying to figure out how you're going to have dinner. I think it's even more. Mm-hmm. I think you've even added another layer I so. because I would be. Because like you're not in your said, environment. Oh my God, are we going to leave them in the room? Are they going to be anxious in the room? What's going to happen? Are they going to bark? Are they going to bother someone else? Are they going to make a mess? Right. Are they going to flip out? That's exactly it. All right, so as I said uh, a little while ago, we were going to do a whole uh, bigger show where we're going to talk about now best friends, doing daycare at best friends, and then also boarding pets at best friends. But we've gone a little bit along. A little bit along. along. We've gone a little long in this segment. So we're going to end it there. So this will be part one of our series on taking your pets to uh, Disney and Universal. Uh, Thank you, guys. We hope you tune in next week for part two of Pets at Orlando and Disney. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.